0: Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol C. FLO, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the BetaShares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer.
1: Welcome to the Australian Business Podcast. I'm Daniel Golubev.
0: I'm Jordan Kittis. I'm Owen Rask. We're here to help you make more profit, find work-life balance, save time, capital, and grow your business.
1: Every week, we drop the best tax tips, marketing hacks,
0: growth strategies, and methods to help you grow.
1: If you haven't already, take the free Rask Business Course.
0: Book a chat with me or Daniel at Grayspace. Or get in contact with us
2: about business coaching. We also love hearing from you. So send us your questions and feedback using the resources found in the podcast player for each episode.
0: Let's get into it.
2: And we're back on the Australian Business Podcast. Daniel, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Jordan, how are you? Good. No, Owen, just the two of us again. Killing it. Try to. I miss Owen. I miss having him on every single episode. I miss the like the safety and the structure of it. <laughs> it feels
1: very like rogue when it's just us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. What's been happening this week?
1: A lot. It's been a busy week. Um, at Grayspace Space, we've hired a new called Senior Manager. This was our biggest hire yet. It was probably a very high level employee, which has been great. Um, so there's been a lot of back and forth with lawyers, just getting employment contracts set up, getting devices set up. And if anyone's dealt with tech before, mm. knows it is an absolute pain. I've done it a couple of times now and I still every single time. There's a, something always breaks. Oh, I miss one little thing. Yeah. One little sort of button, because we use a, a, a software called Practice Protect, which is like extra security just for our you know client docs but uh, oh my God, There's settings
2: in the back. Yeah, just, it's a nightmare. Oh. You forget your password and you need to, I don't know, to break like breaking into the government website. <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to get your own password back. Um, but yeah, it should be, um super excited for that. Yeah. Can't wait for him to start. Um, but yeah, spot on. That's the thing now when you onboard someone, there's so many different passwords and usernames. But and that's, you, yeah. you, know,
1: you know what kills me as well? Microsoft Teams. What is going on there? Why is there two?
2: One yeah. for work and school. They updated it today. Oh, did they? Maybe that's why there is, because I kept... like There's the, always, yeah, but prior to today, I'm not sure if it fixed it. Uh, but yeah, there's been two, and you go to sign in on one, anyway, and it doesn't work. It's, yeah, just one one of the 50 problems I've faced in <laughs> the last yeah, couple of days. I've been tech illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so today we're going to talk about five things to spend money on in business.
1: Now, we love spending money.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, that one hurt, that
1: sigh hurt. Yeah, it does, because you know
2: what? We've done almost every single one of these things. And there's been learnings around all of them. So we'll provide some insight into how it's also impacted us and how it's affected us. So the first one um, is inventory and supplies. And there's sort of two sides to this. So this is more of like a product based business. So in order to sell products, usually you have them on hand unless you've got a drop shipping model, yes. But for this example, we're we're assuming that you've got stock on hand. So it can be one of the biggest things to spend money on especially at the start because you have to
1: well all your profits run into stock
2: really so it's it's going to seem
1: like a very unprofitable call enterprise even from a bank perspective like you're never really going to see money in the bank because as soon as money comes in you receive profits it's straight away going towards buying more stock well that's that's the goal right you want to keep
2: selling more so you need more it's so funny having um clients that are in this boat, you're as soon as it comes in, more stock, more stock, more stock, and it's like, Oh, if, you know, there's no money, but you've got call it a hundred thousand, two hundred, three hundred thousand in stock, all yeah. your money's there. So it, it becomes really important to be able to manage that balance because you want to keep investing in your stock, yes, but that's not going to generate you a return. You need to have money put aside for other things that we'll also talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next question,
1: more of a tax question, yeah, you, you obviously said you've got a client that. Is in this boat? How does he feel about paying tax on more or less stock that hasn't been sold yet that's sitting on
2: his balance sheet? When you've got no money, right, but Mm. you still have a tax bill Mm. at the end of the financial year? Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's annoying because (laughs) it's a hard concept to sort of grasp because they're, they're accounting entries. So yes, you've bought everything and bought everything, but yeah, it can be a bit bit annoying. But it is what it is, I guess. But I guess on the other side of this as well, if you're not in the business of selling products and you're in the service-based business, your main costs, are your tools, uh, camera, obviously it depends what industry you're in, but if you're providing a service and there's some type of tool or material you need, that's where you fit into this point one. It's inventory, supplies, tools, anything else to, to get the work done. <laughs> well, we did this as well, right?
1: We, yeah. I think was it four laptops at once just because the price was just so low. It was, I yeah, think yeah. It was like 40% off, you know, recommended retail for the, the devices that we give our staff. And I think we only needed one at the time. So we just, you know what, we're just gonna stock up. We're gonna get four just to save that 40%. Yeah,
2: and when you're when you're spending um, money like that all at once, it's a big it's a big difference, it's a big saving. Even it's now, huge. those laptops are still, you can't get them at that price. So, no. Um, and it's the same for a trade, an agency. You need computers, cameras, tools, especially the tra- in the tradie space. Like that can that can be an expensive exercise. That's why what we suggest is you'd get your Ute, boxes, van, whatever it is. And if you've got big tool purchases you need to make, you have to spread you have to spread them out. Mm. Otherwise it's it'll just squash your cash flow. And you know, you have no money to invest in anything, any other aspect of your business. So it's really important that you stay on top of that and don't just splurge from the start. Because yeah. you get excited, oh, this tool, that tool, that camera, the most expensive stand. Like you just gotta Especially try if you start
1: go straight. through periods of you know, heaps of money in your bank for whatever reason, you know, because it always is periodical for most businesses where at one point there'll be a lot of money in the bank and then sometimes there's no money in the bank. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of saying, spark, especially when there is money there to spend. Um, so a recommendation, if you have money, you've, you know, accumulated some profits over a period of time, if you can get a good sale, it's a, probably a great time if you know you have to spend it anyway to save
2: some money. For sure. And it's sort of a double-edged sword if if you're a product-based business where you want to have as much stock on hand so you can keep your customers satisfied and make sure that they keep coming back and you keep earning that trust and building that trust. So it's a really fine line to make sure you've got all the goods you need but also not squash your cash flow so you can allow for the future investments in the business. Spot on. So point two is investing in staff and staff training. So this can have from I guess personal experience this if done properly gives you the best return as a business owner the best return on investment because it gives you time back
1: I think this is the most important Mm. out out of all the topics I think we've got five topics here that I wanted to touch on I think this is by far the most important one um you know even from you know like you said experience it's and and I'm sure every great business owner understands that the value that a great employee brings is almost immeasurable. So true. But you definitely feel when the bad one comes through as well. Yeah, that's double-edged sword again. Correct. So having, you know, processes, hiring processes, vetoes, um, preparing for, you know, red flags and not just hiring the first person that comes to mind and actually finding out what your company values are. For sure. Seeing what – values this you know potential employee brings or an employee brings and if they fit your mold like it's so important to get someone good because when it's when it's good it is great yeah I when agree. it's bad
2: it is terrible because it just eats your cash flow what do they say higher far higher hire slow fire fast yeah, yeah yeah so live live by that motto um and the, the most important thing here as well as a business owner when you bring someone in especially if it's a technical if you're a service-based business and it's you're bringing someone in for their technical ability, it gives you the time to sit back and go, okay, how can I work on the business? Because as business owners, that's something that we push to the side and we forget about sometimes, like everyone and us included. Because yeah, you just you know, get caught so, – you get so caught up in the day-to-day that you, you don't take that step back to look in. Well, I think it's constantly that –
1: call it that balancing scale yeah. of if I do it, I can make direct money now – versus if I focus on the business, I might make some more at a later date. So it's balancing that that scale of making money now versus planning to make money for the future and growth. And I think after you go past that decision, you start seeing how important it is to work on your business because the decision of working on your business long-term or even medium-term, the benefits far outweigh and being a technician day-to-day, even if the short-term benefits might mean I might send out this $500 invoice today. But a decision I make today working on the business might profit, you know, an extra 3 4% of total revenue at the end of the financial
2: year, which could turn out to be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. For sure. It, it really does, like as a business owner, having that ability to step back really depends on having the right staff members in the right seats and making sure you're constantly training them and upskilling them and retaining as well. That's really important. It's one thing to to find really good talent, um, but the second step is to retain them. And how do you do that? I guess there's multiple different ways that can work. The, the culture at your office or your business or whatever your premise is, um, salaries, benefits, different types of working weeks, different work arrangements. There's an abundance of, of yeah. things. Um, you know, we're still working them out too. So, if um,
1: especially any, in a competitive industry, right? Where at the moment know, uh, we're seeing a lot of technical industries whether it's trades professional services labor is hard to find at the moment it is a very tough Across market board, for sure for everyone I, you know you talk to most business owners the are the biggest problem we're facing now is it's we can't get good staff yeah you know for what we're looking for it takes weeks almost months to find the right person but sometimes you need them yesterday
2: yeah i um, i think I
1: think even even on
2: that, it it also, this is, I guess, a bit of a sidetrack, but having processes in place as well. If you don't have like the A players, I guess, but you have A processes, so that can be really important as well while you're trying to build that team. So, you can remove yourself, okay, this is the process of doing X, I don't know, fixing a toilet, taking a photo, whatever it may be. You've got standard operating procedures, that's something that is super important and you can spend your time you know, like as a business owner, you can spend your own time on that to improve those processes. So that way when you have a staff member, they're doing things how you would have done them.
1: I agree. Imagine in the perfect world, you had this A player with a perfect process. Like that is any business owner's dream. Yeah, for sure. I think where you've got the clear, efficient tasks, clear, efficient, you know, processes showing results. And then you can get an A player in
2: to absolutely run it. Jeez. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really important just on quality staff and five things to spend money on. If you make the wrong decision, don't push that crap conversation down the road. Have it as soon as it happens. Like, it's not as soon as it happens. As soon as you realize you've made the wrong call because not everyone's perfect and you- You know pretty early. If you've made the wrong call, don't be like, it's okay. Accept it. Have that tough conversation and then move on and you go again. It's always a learning experience. So I think from- just um, not so much personal experience, but from reading and whatnot, it's one of the hardest things to do as a business owner is to have that shit conversation. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. So, how uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It'll suck. Anyway. <laughs> um, and I think training is really important as well, especially given how accessible this training uh, is, whether it's from a technical perspective, or if it's yourself as a business owner, invest that time in yourself and as well as all of your staff as well to upskill on the technical side and even your general business know-how, whatever that may be.
1: Because I think that upskilling also falls into sort of a bit of that category of retention as well, because this day and age, everyone is very conscious of career progression. So having sort of a process or, a system in place to develop your staff as well will not only make them better for you, but it gives you the opportunity to retain a couple more, because it's like, well, no one else gave you the opportunity to progress like we did. We gave you all the resources at hand to become the best version of you. And in line with sort of competitive salaries as a business owner, we need to recognize that growth as well, because it's very common. And the quickest way from an employee perspective to generate extra income is to move diagonally. We're yep. from role to role from organization to organization 100%. and it's up to us as business owners to when you know you're starting to identify that to keep those people in house it might be a bigger payday but it's far cheaper to pay an extra twenty thousand dollars to a great employee than it is to go through the hiring process so true
2: so true and i remember I've, i don't know if i saw it somewhere on a social media platform or read it somewhere but An interesting thing is like, oh, why would I invest all that time? They're just going to leave anyway if your staff turnover is high. Like, yeah, true. But what if they don't? What if they stay for a year or two years and you haven't spent the time, resources, money, whatever it is, to train them up? There's an opportunity cost that you've missed out on because, oh, yeah, what if they were to leave? You can't Can't, think like that. If you go
1: through life going through what ifs, you're going to have a miserable time.
2: Yeah. If if you want my honest opinion. I agree. Maybe business, owning business isn't for you either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you got to take, I don't want to say risks, but-
1: calculated risks yeah right you know chances you got to take a chance sometimes even if you even if the probability is higher that it's going to come off than it isn't
2: have a gamble melbourne cup day today even though it's just be posted next week don't gamble gamble responsibly (laughs) (laughs)
1: um
2: but yeah and even on before we move on like having hiring staff it's the biggest call you'll make it's the most expensive call you'll make because it's not like a marketing thing where you snap your fingers, turn it off, slow process Mm. to unwind. Not not unwind, but to move them on or whatever it may be. And that's a- Unless they're casuals, you can't,
1: it takes time. Exactly. You You have to give employees a chance to improve. You have to give them warnings. You have to give them an opportunity to get better because if they're, you know, not up to your standard, it's not even their fault, then- yeah. Like you, you need to be fair as well. And for, it's hard for small businesses because you eat that cost. Yeah. Large organizations have the room for
2: that. Mm-hmm. Small businesses it hurts for sure. And then it, it's not a, it's not a small cost whether it's $500 a week, $1000 a week, $2000 a week, it's a huge cost and
1: it's usually a lot more expensive than any type of software or yeah, for sure. tool you or anything. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You can't sell it either (laughs) if it's an asset either. You know, you get the wrong car, all right, I'll sell it. You can't just sell off employees. Yeah, that's it. There's
2: there's steps to it. Um, Number three is marketing and advertising. This is an interesting one because I've seen it go wrong so many times, but I've seen it work so many times as well. I think there is so many things out there that it's really important to have a basic understanding of everything before you make a big call and jump in. And I'm a sucker for this. I'll find something, oh, that's cool, we need to do that. Email marketing, yes, we we need to do that. We are doing that. But like SEO, we need to do that. Paid ads, we need to do that. Or whatever it may be, content. Billboards. I don't know how I thought of that. (laughs) That's never been a discussion, but- Next week, we're looking at billboards (laughs) in your city. (laughs) But All of these things come up and we're quick to to make that quick move. I think it's important to have a really basic- You know what? Not even basic. I'm going to say have a good understanding of how these things work because if you're not going to do them yourself and you're going to engage a company to do them, whether it's an agency or whatever, a freelancer, you need to be able to identify if it's not working. It's so important because you can be taken for a ride if you sign up with the wrong person. Yeah.
1: Coming from an accounting background and not being a business owner before opening what we did, marketing to me was just marketing. After the experience that we've had you know, since opening and we've been very open to want to market in, a very, in an industry that's hard to market, mm-hmm. we're very trust-reliant accountants. I was so surprised at how many different variants of marketing there are. And it's not as simple as I'm going to start marketing tomorrow and just f- contact the right person and go, just start marketing for me and I'm going to generate leads. So there are so many different steps and so many different avenues. What avenue works for someone else might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for someone else. So I completely agree. Having that understanding is so important. And because when it goes right, the results are almost
2: breathtaking. Like yeah, you 100%. sit back and you go, what is going on here? For sure. For sure. And in terms of where and how you can work this out, like YouTube, it's so simple. There's so much content on the internet, whether it's YouTube, Google, whatever, you will be able to work this stuff out and teach yourself essentially. So super important that as a business owner, before you jump in and start actually spending money on whether it's SEO or content, if you need to pay for someone to shoot it or whatever it may be, have an understanding of what it is, how it works, and what's the expected return you can see because it can go so wrong so quick. I personally think in business, this is the most important thing. Having, if it's from being a technician, being great at what you do, but... That's all good and well when you're working for someone. In business, if you have no customers coming through the door, the doors close and they don't open that quickly. So I think marketing and sales are two of the most important things to keep the business, to keep growing the business.
1: From a growth perspective, 100%, because I think we've seen a lot of successful businesses start up from word of mouth. And of course, word of mouth is always going to have the largest conversion. But just because something's low conversion, it doesn't mean it's not valuable. For sure. Because- 1% 1% of a trillion is far better than 100% of 10.
2: Yeah, exactly right. So, and, and that's the thing with the referral stuff, like fantastic to get you off the ground. But once you've started to get traction and you're growing and growing, you want to have some type of, it doesn't have to be paid media. It can be content, whatever it may be. You need to have some other source of leads coming through besides referrals because that can only grow so fast. If you can step it up and do something else to keep generating that marketing, uh, generating those leads, sorry, then that's fantastic.
1: Because the word of mouth is not going anywhere. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're going down. to get that regardless. If anything, it's going to increase your word of mouth as well because it will remind your content will remind the people that would refer you to refer you three times more than they usually would because they can see you putting effort in. 100%,
2: I agree. So before spending money on marketing, whether it's a paid acquisition channel or organic, have a basic understanding or have a good understanding of how it works and what results you can see or you can expect to see. So if you do not want to do it yourself, which is fine, and you do hire an agency, you understand what they're doing and you're confident to have that conversation with them about the strategy or whatever it may be. Um, I think it's really important as a business owner to each of the things that we're going through to have some type of basic understanding before palming it off to another professional or whatever it is to, to do it. Well, this is where we keep
1: referring to a step back, become a business owner. This is what we're referring to. Look into things like this that you're not good at, right? We know know most business owners, you're good technicians. We know that. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And I think what separates the great business owners and the great technicians in terms of sort of operating a business is the ones that were able to step back from what they did, teach people how to do that and learn all these
2: areas that they hadn't learnt before and then- execute yeah for sure agreed so yeah focus on your spend money on your marketing with not caution but just educate yourself before you jump in and start clear direction
1: i think that's sure the best term for it have a have a direction of where you want to head how you want to get there and what you want to achieve out of it for sure for sure
2: number four technology and software Investing in the right technology can streamline your operations, improve customer service, and enhance overall productivity. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, we, we, our tech stack, we went. Yeah, we spent a lot of time, effort.
1: And initially a lot of money. What doesn't yeah. feel like it now because we've grown, you know, substantially since then. But at the time, that was a massive investment. A lot of our money was going to stack at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of our money was going to tech at the very beginning.
2: For sure, um, and the thing with this as well is what people don't think about. They only think about the dollar value. There's opportunity cost as well. So if you aren't choosing to streamline, let's use an example. Um, let's use the example of um, a customer relationship management software, a CRM. Mm-hmm. So if you have a whatever it may be, call it a service-based business and you're manually calling potential customers and leads and there's no way to manage it properly, that could be taking you 10 hours a week. Whereas if you implement a CRM tool, like a pipe drive or HubSpot, whatever it may be, that can save you so much time and not just time, but the perception that the customer is going to have of you because you're organized, you've got all of the core logs in front of you. It's just huge. Then there's inventory management so much better than having a spreadsheet in out whatever it may be there's so many apps out there that you can now use to manage your inventory if you're an econ business or whatever business you are if you're holding stock there's there's so many different apps and it's so important to invest in that stuff at the beginning because sometimes it can be expensive at the start and if money's not coming in you're just thinking oh no i need i i kind of af- i can't afford that right now but it's one of the most important things is investing in technology and software even th- something as simple as zero because your competitor is. 100%. Like, I think that's
1: uh, simply put, your competitor will be. And it is so much easier to set foundations at the very beginning than it is to recreate the wheel and the process you've created over the last call of two years even, and then implement software and change because it, it becomes difficult. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's always easier to build it from
2: zero. 100%. Always I easier. Couldn't agree more. And the thing with this as well is if you're – going about building the business, building the business, and then you've got, I don't know, whatever it is, a thousand customers, and then you want to slot something in? That's, that's what I'm saying. It's hard. That's, that's it it takes time. It, it'll take months sometimes to get the
1: right system because at the very beginning, you don't know what the right system is. You're, you're taking, not guesses, but you're, you're taking chances on certain solutions.
2: There's opportunity costs there.
1: Yeah, spot on. And the impact of, you know, changing a software for five clients versus a thousand clients we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars of resources. For sure. Not just from the tech cost,
2: but from the labor cost to implement at that size. Exactly. And it goes back to point two as well, where we talk about investing in staff. It sort of works in tangent with it. Like if you have good staff and then you've got good tech and software, maybe even slot processes into this one, good processes, technology and software. If the service you're delivering is repeatable, then this is where the money needs to go. Well,
1: most things are
2: repeatable. 100%. Most things are repeatable. If you're a service-based business, there's always a, n- not always, majority of the time there's going to be some type of software to streamline your operations. ServiceMate for a trades business, there's going to be, it, there's a, an abundance of productivity to Asana, Monday, um, Trello, whatever it may be to organize your workflow. You I'm going to or- say
1: there is there is a solution for yeah, every service. I I, like I'm, I'm ready to, to say there is a solution for you. Just because you haven't found it. Disclaimer.
2: <laughs> I, I agree with you and I'll stand yeah. by you and yeah, agree. I,
1: I think there is a solution for everyone. And just because you found one that didn't work for you, it doesn't mean you've picked the right one. So there are true. so many different sort of variants of
2: everything that you need to find the right one for your business. For sure. And a lot of them are customizable as well. Like when you're looking at things like Monday or even Notion. Notion's fantastic. That is probably
1: one of the most customizable. 100%. Whether it's workflow, finance tracking, vision boarding, any type of, you know, process driven
2: sort of system, call it, that is so customizable. You just need to spend the time to do it. For sure. And that's the thing. You invest the time as a business owner at the start in the technology, in the software, time and money, of course. But once that's implemented and you've got the right staff on board, you can then step back to look in, okay, how do I then improve these little inefficiencies in the business? And if you don't have the technology and staff, it's next to impossible because you're still a technician and you're trying to juggle all the balls and wear all the hats at the same time and it can be a disaster. Yeah. And I feel like that sometimes, juggling the balls like a clown on a – Absolutely. What are they called? The unicycles. Yeah.
1: Well – I think our good friend, Alex Hormozzi, who I wish was our friend. um, (laughs) If you're um, listening
2: Alex, I know he listens every second week. He's uh, a busy man.
1: Yeah, one episode (laughs) a month. uh. (laughs) Um, I think he had a very, he said a quote once and it sort of stuck with me. And he was, today will be the least busy you'll ever be, especially as a business owner you, the more you acquire, the more you grow, the faster things do, you become busier. Mm. Even if you're doing less, you become busier, your mind becomes busier. So if you're not going to do it today, you're probably not going to do it tomorrow. You're probably not going to do it the day after that. So do it now because you are the least
2: busy you'll ever be regardless how busy you think you are. hundred percent. Thank you, Alex. Mosey. I love that, man. Yeah, he's one cool <laughs> dude. He's so smart. If you ever want to come on the show, Alex. I wish I could be Muslim yeah. and rock Crocs every day. Yeah. Oh, so true. Um, and I guess the last thing, I don't know if we're giving ourselves a plug here, but I think this is something that's under wouldn't say underestimated, but something that's not thought about. Um, and it, it sort of rolls into everything we've spoken about prior to this, which is professional services. Um, so what we mean by that is it depends what industry you're in, but things like getting the right legal advice, engaging accountants when you need to, consultants or other experts that have already been where you're going, if you can quicken the time, like as an example, if it, take, if it takes me and you, um, call it five weeks, we're doing 40 hours a week each, over five weeks, that's a huge block of time. If you can, that's, there's marketing happening, everything else is happening in the background. Say we're working on one project. If you can bring someone in and instead of us doing it together over five weeks, if we can get that done in like four days, that is huge. I think people really, especially because, especially with consultants, it can be very expensive, but if you can cut that time that it would take you to do something from five weeks to like two or three days, People need to be able to identify the opportunity cost.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, especially down the professional services path, these are not industries where we figure out what we do in a year. This is not, we don't figure it out in two years, three years, four years. You know, it takes a long time to become an expert in your field, in the professional services game, even from like a legal perspective. So if you think as a business owner, you can come up and create the right contracts, even as simple as employment contracts with all the right clauses to cover yourself. If you think you can come in and do a a set of accounts to provide to a financial institution to give you funding, if you think you can do that after a year of operating a business, two, three, four, I'm going to tell you, you're dreaming. Yeah, for sure. It takes us and other professionals years and years and years, hours and hours and hours to know what we know. And what takes us five minutes might take you who hasn't done it before 10 minutes of doing it wrong. What was that
2: conversation we had this morning about the, it was the engineer you said?
1: Yeah, it was the, I don't know what you call them, but call them, it's not a quote, it's like a parable almost. It was- Call it the engineer. Yeah, it was, I think it was a power plant was melting down and they called a specialist, an engineer to come in. He comes in, flicks one switch, leaves, sends a bill for $10,000. Then the owner of the plant calls him saying, why am I paying $10,000 for you to come in and flick a switch after? Ten seconds. So we, there's no worries. Let me readjust my invoice. Sends a new invoice. Time it spent to flick the switch, one dollar. Time it took to know what you know, flip to switch, nine thousand (laughs) nine hundred and
2: ninety-nine dollars. It's so true because it's valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. That person has spent years and years and years, and the whole time dedicated to learn.
2: And it's valuable to have someone like that in your corner. Because you're not going to have that time. 100%. And that, you know what? We should do an episode about that, about pricing, because that's what that is, yeah. moving away from that hourly-based pricing mm, to value. value-based, yeah. For sure. And I think here is as well, with the um more so the legal side of things, but you know contracts, if you're going to go and enter into a lease, having them go over that lease to make sure you're covered for everything. If you're going to purchase a business, going over that. There's so many different aspects where it's really worth investing that money to get a professional in there who's done it a million times.
1: Well, there's a great example... It was, we used to be in a share space and we, there was lots of little businesses around and along those lines. We had our lease sort of looked at by a solicitor, but we know, I, I know other people within that complex didn't, and they were subject to auto renewals. They got stuck to their lease for an extra 12 months simply because they didn't have a legal professional look over a lease. Yeah. They just didn't themselves. No worries. We'll work it out. And that could, that could have because, cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of those spaces are huge. What, not even that. What's the opportunity cost if you're stuck in a little space? Yeah, exactly. Spot on. What's the opportunity cost there? you can't grow? Exactly. You're stuck there. I know they'll upgrade you to a new space, but the thing you got to be careful about share space is the price per square meter is a multiple of like 10 yeah, exorbit- compared to a normal lease. For sure. And, you know, there's there's rules into place. There's you know, termination periods, or, you know, you have to, you know, tell them, I think it was three months mm. before the yeah, lease ending. Yeah, that was ending. a significant period And we wouldn't have known that unless we had a professional look over us and tell us, hey, guys, by the way, you got to do this if you want to pull out, you want to do this if you want to
2: renew. If you don't, they will auto renew and you're stuck. For sure. So I think, yeah, really important to get the right legal advice. And from the accounting side of things as well, I guess might just give us ourselves a plug here. If anyone does need any professional service help in terms of accounting or consultancy, business advisory, whatever it may be, feel free to reach out to us in the, um, there's a link in the show notes. So you can organize a meeting with myself. Um, And yeah, we'd love to chat and I guess learn more about your business and how we can help. So free plug. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was was a good episode. I I liked that. Yeah, me too. So I guess to summarize the top five things to spend money on in business, the first one, inventory, supplies and tools. Um, or any other, I guess, assets that you need in order to get the business off the ground. Ensuring you have quality staff and training. Uh, Number three was marketing and advertising. Four, technology and software. And the main thing to focus on there was opportunity cost and really be able to identify how that works and what that is. And the last thing being professional services. So things like- us. Yeah, (laughs) us. Uh, Legal advice, accounting, consultancy, and, and any other experts in any other area. So- that was awesome. If you um, are enjoying the show, please leave us a review. I checked before we started. We're on 71, five stars. So we're growing, which is fantastic. Um, and yeah, subscribe and we love doing it. So please yeah. leave us good reviews. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> our biggest fear is getting like a one star. that's oh, like us up at night. <laughs> day. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.